and offerings, and we gave a special missions offering. And today, if you're one of our members around the world, we've asked for you to give a special offering. And there'll be places later on on the web that you can go and make a donation. We give to many missions organizations around the world, and today we're going to give a special offering to these missions endeavors. And so, because of that, uh, many of you that watch us and are part of our online campuses, you can be uh, more engaged with us here in Rome as God does something special every single week so that the gospel message goes forward. As we continue our series on Faith Moves Our Giving, it's an illustration of a Bible story found in 2 Kings chapter 4. The jars that are here are a continuation, and they're here because there's a lady in the Bible that um, had some issues. (laughs) I mean, big issues. You think you have problems? She had big problems. She had lost her husband. He died. He was a man of God. And because he was a man of God, he he was revered amongst the prophets. And as he was revered amongst the prophets, I can tell you that that word got out. So his neighbors knew the family. And this lady had two children. And she was in debt. So because she was in debt, she had no job. She lost her husband. She had no source of income. There was a creditor that was coming to take the two boys. As the payment for her debt. Now, sometimes you say, wow, That's a terrible story. Well, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. It means even if we love God, there's going to be some difficult days in our lives. The scripture then continues to say that God will be with us. So, I don't know what your journey is like today. But this one thing I know, that God will be with you. And God is bigger than the issues that you face. The difficulties that you come in contact with. God is bigger. And so today, I feel that it's appropriate that in the midst of all of this, you see the bigger picture. The man of God said, what do you have in your house? And the lady said, I only have a jar with a little bit of oil. That's all I have. The man of God told her, I want you to go to your neighbors. And I want you to ask them for a jar. Matter of fact, he said the word empty jar. And don't ask for just a few. Now, I'm sure as this lady was in a desperate situation, I'm sure she wasn't thinking, oh, that's a good solution to my problem. But she trusted the man of God. She trusted the process. So she went to her neighbors, thus missions. 
Our Bible teaches us that we are to go everywhere and tell everyone the good news. That's what our Bible teaches us. Jesus, in the final days that he was here on the planet before he ascended to heaven, made a number of declarations to his disciples, and a lot of them were about missions. He said, go into all the world in Mark's gospel, chapter 16, verse 15. Go everywhere and announce the message of God's good news to one and all. Wow. When you think about that, in the last words Jesus is saying before he goes, he's saying to the twelve, this is what I need you to do. I want you to go to your neighbors. Say, Pastor, how in the world did you get a missions message out of a difficult Bible story? How did you make it missional? I'm telling you. By her going to the neighbors, you say, she went to ask. You don't know the end of the story then. You don't know what happens at the end of the story. Because you're about to hear, if you've never heard this Bible story before, how God used the missional message for this lady who was in a desperate situation to go to her neighbors. I mean, when you think about that, and you say, well, how is he going to turn that missional? <laughs> Listen, you trust, and you wait to the end of this message, and you're going to say, I know how he turned it missional. You know, so many times we think of the difficulties that we face, and we say, that's my excuse of why I cannot go anywhere and tell everyone. I've got a difficult situation in my finances. I've got a difficult situation in my home. I've got a difficult situation on my job. God doesn't look at the difficulties that you face as an excuse of why you cannot participate in missions. I'm asking every one of you today to be mission-oriented because it's God's heart. God didn't say, okay, for all of you that live in Rome now or vacationing in Rome now or attending university in Rome now, you get an exemption while you're in Rome. Or those of you that live all over the world and you can say, no, 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 I'm too busy right now. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my part. God is asking each of you to go. Some of you, God has sent here to Rome for a purpose. I can tell you we have a number of university students in this room that watch us online. I can tell you God didn't just send you to the university to get more education. He sent you to be his messenger to those that surround you. And I'm going to tell you they need to hear God loves them. Some of you have jobs and you work in diplomatic situations here in Rome. God didn't just send you from your country to Rome just so you could have another job. God sent you to be the messenger from your country to this country and to your colleagues that surround you to tell them that God loves them. So we're all to go. She obeyed. Talk about desperate. You talk about hurting. You talk about in trouble. Not only am I about to lose my two boys, my husband is dead, and I have no money. Them are three pretty major issues in somebody's life. They're about to take my boys, my husband's dead, and I don't have no money. And you want me to be missional? Yes. Go to your neighbors. That's what the man of God said. Second, he said, ask them. Ask them for a jar. 
Ask them not for just one. Ask them for as many as they got. Now, if it was me, I would have had 100 jars up here. But we, we can't put, we can't kick all the musicians off and we can't do all that. But we can set the atmosphere that there were some jars that this lady was asking for. Now, I don't know about you, but I can just picture as, remember, we gave the two boys, remember the two boys in the Bible, it doesn't give them a name. We gave them a name, Oscar and Jose. I gave it to them. It doesn't say what their name is, but it does, I believe they had names. I gave them the name. Oscar and Jose, I can see them being a participant in this miracle because mama goes to the door, I need your jars, I need your jars. And she passes the jar that lady number one gives her to her son Oscar and say, and Oscar says, what am I supposed to do with this? I don't know, but the man of God told me to go and ask. I'm just obeying. That's where most of us have our biggest problems. God tells us to do something and we don't obey. We try to intertwine why we can't obey. I'm too busy. I don't have any money. I've got issues, etc., etc. This lady is the exemplary person that when we have difficulties, God's still asking of us, go. Go and ask. She had no idea how the story was going to end. But she did know one thing. She knew that she had already aligned herself with the prophets. She had already seen the powerful things that happened in her life, in her family's life. And all she knew is at the end of the day, there was going to be a jar that's going to change a whole lot of people's lives. And as they collected them and they took them back to the house, they gathered all they could ask. Four. They went to neighbor one and neighbor two and neighbor three. And these boys, could you see them? Maybe they were eight and ten years of age. They're carrying these jars back to an empty house. When you think of it like that and that component, there had to be an ending to that. And my point number three today is she believed. You know, there's got to be in your life a belief is there a God? Is He real? Did He create you? Did you come from a monkey? Did you come from a Big Bang Theory? Well, I mean, how, who, who created you? God created you. Why do you believe that? Because the Bible tells me I was created in the very image of God. Now, if you want to believe you came from a monkey, I'm going to tell you there's going to be a big disappointment in your life later. You say, how can that happen? Because this is the day that you've heard the whole story. You've heard the story of missions. And you're someday going to give an account to God of what you believed in and what you didn't believe in. And I'm telling you, we've got to get desperate about telling others that God loves them. We've got to. Why? Because I believe it. I didn't leave everything I have in America to come to Rome to pastor this church just for something else to do. But I believe God called us to tell us, hey, we've got a big world out there. And he put me in a chair that I had the privilege to speak to the world every single week.
I couldn't miss my moment. I couldn't miss my opportunity. God loves us. So we've got to do our part and believe what God is asking us. See, these neighbors, (laughs) wait till you hear the ending. (laughs) They they had no idea. (laughs) I'm sure neighbor number three probably just said, okay, (laughs) whatever I got, I'm giving the lady. She's going to bug me. Until I give her what she's asking for. She's asking for just a jar. I'm going to give her a jar. Matter of fact, I'm going to give her two jars. Just to get her out of the way. Remember, if we will ask, if we will tell them, something will change their life. See, I can tell you, everybody goes in this, in this circle of life with the moment in their life. Most of the time, it's when they're not with their friends. They're sitting there by themselves, and they make a decision. Why am I here on this planet? That's the big million-dollar question of life. You say, man, you are a serious dude. Yeah, I take life very serious. See, this could be the last time in my life I ever get to tell you that God loves you and has a plan for your life. You think I'm going to miss my moment? You think I'm going to miss my opportunity? That I've candy-coated the gospel that says everybody gets to go? (laughs) No, 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 my friend. But I'm going to tell you this. That if we give them the message, remember, the feet of those who bring good news. Good news. Good news. Didn't say bad news. It said the good news. And as she believed and her boys believed, I can tell you what happened in their life. There was a belief system they didn't even know until they saw the miracle. You say, how do you know that? See, the Bible says in Acts 16.31, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved and your household. So some of you have some lost loved ones. Bible says, believe. And you will be saved and your family, your household. Back in the Bible days, it was made up of aunts and uncles and cousins and goombas. And I I mean, we don't have to use all the Italian words. Are you getting me? And if that's God's plan to save, matter of fact, he said it like this. Come to seek and to save those who were lost. What are we lost from? A relationship with Jesus. The world is lost. There are people in our planet that don't have any clue. There are people on our planet that's never heard God loves them. And it's our job to tell them. That's why missions is so important. That's why when we send missionaries out to go to the ends of the earth, we're sending them out and providing for them so that they can give this message. I can tell you it is important that as they give this message, it's a message of hope. It's a message of life. But it's a message of forgiveness. Because there's not a sin you've committed that God can't forgive. You may be sitting on that couch today in your home somewhere in the world. And you say, man, I've done so many bad things. How could God forgive me? When he hung on that cross... And he died for the sins of the world. He didn't say, I'm just dying for the kind of the little sins or the bigger sins. He said, I die for the sins of the world. 
the sins of the world. When you think about it from that perspective, in God's eyes, all sin is equal. If all sin is equal and he's died for the sins of the world, how can we not give that message? It's not up to us to judge someone and say, your sins are worse than your sins. Or you've committed too many sins and you haven't. So maybe you may get in and you won't get in. No, 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 no. It's just our job to tell. Because we believed. So that as this story goes, you will see that the man of God said, now I want you to go inside, close the door. I said it last week in the message, but I want you to hear me again this week. The man of God did not go inside the house with the lady and the two boys. He stayed outside. He had already given the direction. And he said, take the jar of oil that you have. And I want you to begin to pour into the other empty jars. And when you're filled that jar, set it aside. When you've filled the next jar, set it aside. Can you see the face of Oscar and Jose when mama takes a little tiny pitcher and begins to pour into another jar and all of a sudden that jar's full and Oscar moves that to his side? They get to a big old jar and this little tiny jar fills that jar up. Oscar's probably saying to Jose, Mama, what is going on? How did all that oil get in that jar? Oh no, we're not done. The miracle's not over yet. And those neighbors had no idea that they were going to be part of a miracle. They had no idea that this message of this desperate woman was, hey, I just need a jar. They didn't know what the jar was going to turn out. But I can tell you, the man of God did, and God did. They go to the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth and seventh and tenth. I don't know how many jars it doesn't say. But they, all the jars were filled that she collected. And it was done. I'm sure she ran outside the door then and said to the man of God, Hey, I don't know what just happened, but this one thing I know I only had one little jar of oil. Now all those jars that we just collected are full. Now what do I do? It was very easy for the man of God to say, I want you to know a miracle just happened. But I want you to go sell that oil, pay all your debt, and you're going to be able to live on the rest of it for the rest of your life. Exceedingly, abundantly, above what all you could ask or think. Exceedingly, abundantly, about what you could ask or think. That's what the Bible says. Now, I could think that the need of the lady would be met. I could think that the two boys would be saved. But when you picture missions, who else got to hear the story? Do you think she just kept that to herself? Do you think she just said, oh, the miracle happened for me. Let's not tell my neighbors. I'm sure in that little community that that word spread real fast. Guess what just happened to the widow lady and her two boys? There was a miracle happened. My jar that I gave the lady was filled to overflowing. Your job, number two, number three, number ten, was filled to overflowing. How did that happen? All I want you to know is that God loves you and has a plan for your life. Those people had to be shocked. Those
those neighbors had to be saying, wow, think about it. They had no idea that they were going to be part of a missional story a couple thousand years later in Rome, Italy. Had no idea. But God did. And today, whether you're watching online or you're here in Rome, all I want you to know is that God loves you. And he used a lady that was in a desperate situation to tell an incredible story that God loves you and has a plan for your life. See, you may not think of it like I've thought of it today, but I pray that you understand a little bit more about missions. Jesus didn't give these last words to the disciples as just some parting words. He gave them because he just had sent his only son to die on a cross. And as Jesus died on the cross, I can tell you that God the Father was saying, what a sacrifice I gave for the world. Why? Because God loves us. And if God loves us, I can tell you, he's got plans. He's going to take care of us. If it takes some jars, it's going to take some jars. If it takes a missionary going to your country, or a guy from Ohio, <laughs> telling you, cross that web that you're valuable to God. And there's not anything that you've done that God can't forgive. You may have joined us today here in Rome, and you're, you're just joined one of the universities here, or, or you're passing by. It's not an accident you showed up in our church today. You may not even had any idea that this was missional. But I can tell you this. It's my heart. You say, why is it your heart? Because it's God's heart. I didn't leave all those grandkids and my three wonderful daughters in America just for something else to do with my life. No, 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 no. See, when God tells you to go, you got to go. And I believe today in this message, whether you're sitting on a chair somewhere or you're sitting on a chair here in Rome, God's going to talk to some of you about going. The heart of missions God is placing on your heart. What can I do, Pastor? Start by praying. Start by saying, what else can I do, Pastor? Maybe God will send you. God will have you go to be his messenger to a particular country. You say, really? Yeah. God's still calling. We still need more missionaries. So I don't know what country you're from. I don't know where you're thinking you're going. Maybe right now it's education. Maybe right now it's a job. But I can tell you, he's asking each of us to be a missionary. Each of us to give the good news. Remember, if we'll just tell them, God will save them. Thank you so much for listening today. As you have heard this message, I believe God has spoken to your life. Today, the best decision you can make is to follow Christ, to say yes to Him. And if you want to say that prayer with me, I'd love to pray with you right now. So I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say it, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I won't do anymore because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you just said that prayer, that's the best prayer you've ever prayed. And I can tell you that God's got great plans for your life. In a moment, there'll be some information that you'll see online that you can follow up because we're, the relationship doesn't stop now. We've started a relationship where we're going to help you on this journey with Christ. Maybe you've listened to this prayer today and now you're saying, man, I got another need. Or maybe you've already given your life to Christ and you say, I need a miracle. Well, this pastor, this church believes in miracles. And so I want to pray a prayer for you right now that God will do a miracle for you. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for my friends that have listened today. God, there's nothing too big for you. You said we can ask anything according to your will and you hear us. And Lord, when you hear us, you respond to us. And Lord, right now there are people that are praying prayers all over the world and they're asking you for a miracle. So God, no matter what it is, I pray right now you will touch them, you will answer their prayer, and a miracle will happen for them as we pray this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer, I can tell you, I can't wait to hear the results of that prayer. So if you just send us a note, the information will be there right after you see this video, and you can say, I want to send that guy a note to tell him what God has done for my life. We love you. And remember, God's got a plan for your life.